Welcome to the Two Mutts Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. I'm with Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is dandy, eight and one. Oilers are eight and one, eh? Yeah, big uh, big start to the year for them. Uh, off uh, and running. Uh, a wagon, as you would say. So right now they're doing good. And we have a special guest. He's been on several times with, uh, with us before. We have Lolly Tour from Appena Hockey. Lolly, how's it going? Pretty good, Josh. What's going on? Uh... Yeah, just kind of getting back to the swing of things here, um, you know, just uh, catching up on the hockey news. And uh, today, obviously, was a big day with the Jack Eichel trade and, and uh, the Johnny Boychuk trade to get the Sabres to the cap floor. So a uh, big day in, in that aspect. But um, a tough probably last seven to ten days in the hockey world as uh, we'll start off with the news that is the most recent and is uh, – and, and has dominated the news cycle. And every day we get some more information and some more things, and that is the uh, the uh, Kyle Beach situation with the Chicago Blackhawks. As that has all come to light, and uh, he had a very uh, heartfelt and gut-wrenching interview with Rick Resthead from TSN. Um, it was very tough to watch. I, I'm assuming everyone that watched it had a tough time watching that and getting through that. So... Uh, you know, we'll throw to you, Vandy, first, get your thoughts. We'll kind of go around the table here. Um, your thoughts on the uh, the interview. Uh, we'll hit, hit on that first. Uh, well, the, the, yeah, I mean, the interview was gut-wrenching. Just watching him, how tough it must have been for him to just flat out let his name be known, right? Yeah. I mean, there, I, I can't even speak to what he was feeling, but you could – feel it through the television set from overseas where he was right i mean he's obviously carried this weight for 11 years you know it's it's just gut-wrenching what's what's happened to the to this young man and you know you you you, you it's hard to put into words because i you never experience it and you can't imagine what he's going through and but what I will say is the amount of support I've seen is encouraging. <laughs> Puts a little light into humanity a little bit, like little savior. But no, it was uh, Rick West that did an unbelievable job with this, and everybody else that was involved in in unraveling the story. And then for Kyle to be a, a man and 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 strong enough to come out and put his name out like that, good for him. Applaud him and and uh hope everything moves forward according to his his plans so yeah it's been a long road to you know to this process for him and then now that that part is out it's going to be a longer road as you know he's got to deal with that with it being public as the john doe was re- uh, revealed as him as kyle beach so you know we saw that the blackhawks removed brad Ulrich off the stanley cup uh you know and there's now obviously there's other things going on. Um, his settlement that started this week, 
uh, continue on throughout the week. Uh, very tough to to read. Very tough to to see. You know the interview and his apology to the other John Doe that was assaulted, sexually assaulted um, after uh, his uh, departure from the organization. Uh, you know, and you know, seeing the fallout with Joel Quinville and Stan Bowman and and others. Uh, you know, Lolly, uh, your thoughts on the uh, the interview and then yeah. the fallout of uh, what what has what has happened yeah. after with uh, you know seeing some people moving moving along. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to send out uh, love and support to Kyle Beach and his uh, family. Uh, it's been a tough eleven years, you know, for him and and the family. So from Upno Hockey, from myself and. Uh, Damps, we wanted to send love and support to uh, him and his family and his immediates. Um, what transpired was, it, again, gut-wrenching. The interview, when he apologized, it hurt. It definitely, it was like a punch in the stomach watching that. And the, the raw emotion. And it seems like, you know, 11 years just flooded out. Like, I mean, that's not an easy thing to keep under wraps for 11 years. Right. And when he started talking about how he felt, you know, after the incident, how he felt isolated, alone, it put me back into a dark space, too. Right. That had those same feelings when I was going through hockey. I felt alone. I felt isolated. I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone. Yeah. And that mine was mine was more racially charged. This is this is on a different level. Right. This is sexual assault. This is criminal. Yeah. Right. It was. I related to some parts of his interview. I felt for him. I, I, I can't believe that whoever knew about it kept it under wraps for this for 11 years. And the fallout is, I mean, the fallout is what it is. I mean, this kid was drafted 11th overall in 2008, the Stamkos draft. There's only, I think in the top 20, it was only him and another player that never played a game in the NHL, right? Yeah. You you got to you got to feel for this kid and the the thing is he he should have like his career trajectory changed after this incident. He was a rookie, right? Yeah. A black ace. A, a black ace that a black ace. Was called up earlier in yeah. the year which usually doesn't happen for kids like that at that yeah. point of their career. They are usually yeah. left in junior or in the summer yeah. or uh, you know going back home to train while the team goes on but he was a part of the organization yeah. during that run. So obviously it said a lot what the Blackhawks yeah. organization thought of him. because obviously they even drafted him that high too. That high too. And I mean, when you think about all the hard work you put in, you know, playing minor hockey, playing, you know, getting drafted to major junior, um, getting, you know, drafted to the first round. There's a lot of work and effort that goes into that. And I can't believe that this young man at that age had to go through that and, and was basically told, Keep it under wraps, or otherwise you're not going to be playing in the NHL. By Brad Aldridge, right? That is unbelievable what he went through and how he couldn't even talk to anyone. And thankfully he did, right? With his confident, confidant, and you know, with certain players and uh, with Paul Vincent. But it's a tough pill to swallow for hockey in general. And this is definitely one of those things. It's like throughout all the racism and all that kind of stuff you see in hockey, this just casts another black shadow, you know, on the game. Yeah, yeah, and we saw that obviously. Tara Sloan had a very powerful interview on Monday on uh, Rogers Hometown Hockey. Uh, you know, you saw other interviews and in, along the way, and uh, you know Sheldon Kennedy. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, 
Jeff Merrick said, he just he keeps on getting to that batter's box and just uh, continues to take punches and punches and punches and yeah. and standing there to make sure that there's change and trying to stay positive and being like, you know, hopefully there's change. And I think we all thought as the Sheldon Kennedy stuff went, that went through what he went through back in his day in junior and then what Theo Fleury did. You yeah. know, that would have been the last time we ever hear something like this, but it obviously, uh, it obviously wasn't. And then, you know, there's the press conferences along the way, you know, I thought the NHL kind of yeah. dropped the ball in, in that. I, it lacked, you know, compassion, empathy, um, you know, many other things. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. I know there's been some, you know, people talking about Gary Bettman coming out with another press conference, maybe, you know, kind of showing a little bit what he didn't show in the first one, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I I kind of thought that would happen by now, but maybe it happens uh, tomorrow. Listen, you guys honestly believe that the NHL and the NHL PA, well, obviously it's known. The PA definitely knew. The PA definitely knew. You tell me the NHL didn't know about this. Come on. Like you're telling me nobody gave Batman or somebody a heads up in the NHL daily, whoever it was, somebody got a heads up on this, that it, it had the potential to be leaked. Yeah. So they knew about leaked, this. If it leaked to, cause I heard uh, the opposing teams that they're playing in the playoffs knew about it too. Yeah, from Dan what I hear. Kersilla, right? Yeah. He yeah. Talked, yeah. So Dan Kersilla and, yeah, and others on that, that Flyers yeah. team. Well, so listen, so this know, guy, this yeah. Aldridge guy had been around, so he'd been to other teams correct he'd been to other nhl teams so this creeps like this just don't this isn't a one-time one-off event but obviously yeah we saw there was a pattern right that he had done even after leaving the organization so uh you know i i do i'll have to say this i do have a hard time believing that the players say they didn't know when brent sopel and nick boyton say they did know and other players on the team didn't did say they knew so that that's kind of tough you know but uh you know, obviously Brent Sobel had an interview and has gone to New York to meet with Gary Bettman. So, uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes there, but no, I definitely think, uh, you know, there's, and Gary's a lawyer and Bill's a lawyer. So, yeah. you know, that it's as others in insiders and people in the know that, you know, they're going to, I guess, be careful with their words to, for future litigation down the road. So we'll see how, how that goes, but, uh, you know, that I like how they, want Sheldon Kennedy to be a part of it, but I didn't like how Gary said what happened to Sheldon Kennedy didn't happen in the NHL. I didn't think that needed to be relevant in the press yeah. in the press conference. He could have just yeah. that out. But yeah. So I don't know where I, you think on that, Vandy. No, I get Lolly. I want to hear Lolly because he, he's ready. I cut him off there earlier. But yeah, yeah. go ahead, Lolly. Go ahead, it's, Lolly. You know what? Um accountability. Is the biggest thing. There's no, I do agree with you guys. There's no way no one knew about this. There was rumors. Someone heard it. And all it took was like how uh, John Tortorella said, it takes one man to just step up and say, that's not right. Or do a little bit of digging, right? And that's where I feel like everyone in hockey kind of dropped the ball, whether it be rumors from the other team, like how Dan said, um, at the NHL level. Um, and it, NHL PA level, clearly there was complaints made and they did not follow through with that. That is just something else, right? Like, I mean, like how you, you believe in the PA to protect the interest of the player. Yeah. And if you can't even do that, like, I don't know why Donald Fair is there, right? Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. Again, I, I, and I was talking to um, 
a colleague of mine. Um, and she was telling me about, you know, people from different races playing the game and all that kind of stuff. And I always tied back into kind of what we do. Imagine if Brad Aldrich was an ethnic minority. Mm -hmm. This guy would be in jail in two seconds. So why what? is what? a guy like, so Brad Aldrich is a white male player or sorry, white male coach with a lot of connections. If he was an ethnic minority, do you think after all of this, would it, would he be able to go to another team, get the recommendations? No, like it just wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. This is the type of culture that I bring forward. Right. It's like, there's this privilege that these connect these coaches have. Right. Yeah. And it's just, they turn a blind eye and they'll just let them go. Right. They let them resign. That, you can't recommendations. I, look, I, 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 I can say that. No, right? I can say that. How? That's what. Yeah. It's, has it happened before? You can't. I, well, I mean, there's, there's always a two, there is always, uh, people will always treat ethnic minorities in the game differently. Right. If this, if Brad Aldridge was black or an ethnic minority, the see you later. He's not getting recommendations after he just assaulted a player to go play. That's not happening. Oh, right. That's the privilege. Oh. That's the culture that I try to yeah. try to get rid of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a point that I actually wanted to make. Right. What if Brad was a ethnic minority? Do you think, I think it would, he'd be in jail in two seconds, Josh, yeah. it wouldn't even be a question yet. This guy, this, privileged guy like a lot of privilege in hockey continues to hide silence and help one another whether it be through favor okay nepotism, what, what if he was actually be? good at his job and he was an ethnic minority they well i mean i, I don't think this has anything to do with i don't know maybe i'm wrong but <laughs> there i like to bring in the race aspect because that's exactly what i do right that's what up is all about there's a double standard and there's what do you always mean, been Brit? a double standard. Okay. Like there's there's a double standard, right? How does a, how does Brad Aldrich after all of this somehow get a recommendation to go what I have it in front of me to go to university of Notre Dame, to go yeah. to Miami university of Ohio, go to Houghton high. How is that possible? After what was, you know, talked about in that, in that, in, in that, yeah, in yeah office no, with, I, I agree. How it's, is that possible? Yeah. Like, that it, I'm just bringing it out. Like if I was an ethnic minority, yo, after his little stint with Chicago, that guy's in jail. Yeah. It's the favors. It's the culture. It's the privilege. And there's a lot of that in hockey. Yeah. And it, and, and it was talked about in other, in other interviews, it was like pass the hot potato on to someone else because, you know, either maybe they thought this person was going to deal with it, but they didn't. And you know, all the counts, it looks like it stopped at, john mcdonough's feet and it never got to the ownership uh of the wards family so yeah well they they say they didn't know it until later on so yeah and i just want to add on to that so when brad gets the green light to say okay just resign we'll give you a recommendation go somewhere else yeah that enables his behavior yeah oh yeah like everyone talked oh, about 100%. it 100 percent it does yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. enabled yeah. it yeah yeah, obviously he knows what he got. He got away with this. Now what is he yeah. going to get away with going forward, right? Yeah, and uh, you know I think like Jason Greger tweeted out too. He got what is it nine months for assaulting this sixteen-year-old? Um, yeah, you know like that. Like the system, ludicrous. Yeah, and the system is is failed 
miserably for that. Um, you know, there's there's many counts to prove that 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 system has failed on on that on that uh, 100 times over. But uh, you know, yeah, he he got the recommendation. Uh, you know, players uh, came out and said, yeah, like you know, they just asked where he was and because they just won the cup and they thought you bring everyone back and stuff like that. Now there's the narrative too. It's like, okay, hey, it's a video coach. You know, it's not an assistant coach. It's not a trainer and, and whatnot. It's like, hey, can you get another video coach? Like, you know, brings back to what John Tortorella said, like a man up, someone kick him in the ass. Someone could have, someone just had to step and, up. Yeah, right? yeah. And, but instead uh, of stepping up, instead of stepping up, they just gave another favor, Yeah. right? Yeah. Which I know he's like, notorious for, yeah, right? Yeah. Like how Taylor, I'm, thank you, Taylor Hall, for saying that. It's an old boys club. Yeah. Favors are given out everywhere, even for criminals. Yeah. Yeah, along the way, and it, it's uh, for yeah. even other things. It's uh, you know, it's it's been it's been proven in many in many courtrooms and uh, in, in non courtrooms along the way because of that. You know, so you could bring the race card in. I can I can see that. I can yeah. I see that point that you're making, Lolly, and and uh, you know, so it, I I I agree there. But yeah, I think you know, at the end of the day, there's accountability kind of it just dropped it 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 is it it again it fell at someone's feet thinking that it was going to get taken care of it did listen if Kyle Beach is my son I don't care if the guy the the what his background is if he did that to my son I would hope that he is held accountable and that he's ruled by the law yeah and yeah cuz it it has no place in the game. It has no place in life for it. But and it, and, and it is we had society. We've had yeah, yeah. We had Jason Greger on earlier this year and about when this all kind of broke out and and he said it and and we all agree and we said it too. It's a societal issue. You know, it happened in hockey, but it's uh, it's it happens in society all the time. So you know, things like this need to. You just hope one day that this never happens, but unfortunately, you know, you're seeing it. And Rick West had tweeted out over a hundred abusers have reached out to him, you know, since uh, his story broke. And and there's going to be more <clears throat> more others along the way. And the thing is, Josh, when it comes to accountability, who was who was in that room? It was uh, Stan Bowman, uh, I think the president, VP. Yeah, John uh, McDonough. Um, you yeah. Know. Uh, and yeah, and they have a meeting. Yeah. They have a meeting about this, right? Like, and it, and an unnamed person that I was talking to, a pretty prominent guy, um, he asked me, "Lali, why do you think this happened?" And I'm like, "At the end of the day, it happened because the people that are put in position have a ton of privilege. They don't come from hardships. They don't come from people like that I represent." Yeah, Stan Bowman is the son of who? Yeah, Scotty Bowman, right? Do you think he ever had to face any adversity growing up? Yeah. What he do you think he's wired to? You don't know that. You don't know that. We don't know that. No, you don't know that. You can't say I that. I I can say it because again, your no. dad, Scotty Bowman. You're Stan Bowman, the son. He gets put into a position, and he's just wired to basically say, "I want to win a Stanley Cup." And that's it. That's all you need. You said that basically. Listen, I just want to win I'm Cup, telling you, right? there's 700 kids that are wired that way coming into the NHL. And that's where it, it's got to start from the youth program coming up. 
There's a million kids out there playing hockey that are wired that so way. So just because they just because they want to win a Stanley Cup means that they can treat people like shit, be racist, uh, engage in you know. We're talking uh, about one event. Like, we're talking I mean, about I'm, the Kyle Beach story. Yeah, but like I mean, again, ta- we're talking saying, about keeping the mouth shut. And, exactly, and, and, mouth shut. But like again, I just come back to the the culture of hockey, the culture of players. It's just shut up and play. You stay in silence and you don't say anything. Yeah, that's what, just how what, it is. Yeah, and what I'm saying, that's, that's, being that, a, you, that's and that's completely wrong. I've said right? it. I, I'll be yeah. look. I've said it. What happens in the room stays in the room. You can't say that anymore. So you don't that, think that Stan comes from privilege? I I don't know him, and uh, I don't know the I whole story. But privilege is a valid question. Yeah. That, what do you mean define privilege? My dad isn't Scotty Bowman. I'm not. Neither is my dad. Work at, yeah, Neither is but, my dad. I mean, but I, Scotty signed. My dad worked his ass off. Yeah, but Stan, Stan so has a dad, dad that's very prominent, right? So Stan yeah. has a very prominent dad. He's put in a position of power that is just given to him. Yeah, so and do it, you think it, that it, person is? Do you uh, think that person is the right person? No, I, it, I wouldn't say it was it, given to him to get a position like that. You're not uh, well, owners aren't what, just going to hand I, you because of your this, last name. Hey, look, does it happen in no, the game? Yes, I, it absolutely oh, does. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, play. Come on, man. Are you saying that? Okay, Stan, the son of Scotty Bowman, wasn't going to work in the NHL? (laughs) Of course he was. His dad's Scotty Bowman, right? To get to where he was and to do what he did took a lot of hard work. Now, it sounds like I'm defending Bowman, and I don't want it to be that way. But Privilege. Clay, um, I'm talking about privilege, right? Privilege is a big thing. If someone works hard, but it happens on both sides. There's privilege all over the place. That's the problem with hockey, right? It's the it's the nepotism, it's the privilege. And when they drop the ball, they drop the ball hard. Oh yeah, this is dropping the ball extremely hard. Yeah, I agree with you. This is bad. Hundred percent. Like yo, the racism stuff that happens already pretty bad, but this is dropping the ball to another level. Yeah, and you look at these guys and you're like, wait, you're in charge because of what? Because you worked your way up there? No, you didn't work your way up there. You don't know how to deal with anything other than being Scotty Bowman's son. Yeah. Now, the question is, where do we go from here? There's obviously going to be a lot of change going on. Um, you know, the we all know the settlement will be made public. You know, that's not going to be yeah. behind closed doors. There's going to be no, like, we're not, we're, I'm going to, like, you know, Rocky Wards isn't going to be talking to Kyle Beach one-on-one. That's Everything's going to be on the record. And, Everyone's going to be able to see it. The PA had their announcement today where the independent review is going to be done uh, on that too. So, you know, the question is, Vandy, where do we go next? Um, do we see, we, we have seen change a lot lately in the world with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, now this is another, uh, you know, sexual assault that's made public and and it's a big story. It's another you know, unfortunate black hole in the NHL, but it's a it's a societal issue too. But where do we go here with the ne- with the change? Um, you know, we'll stick it with the hockey part. There, well, how much more change do you think needs to happen? Do you think there's I mean, new faces in the NHL, like maybe adding some new blood? Um, like, I guess maybe the question is, if Sheldon Keith can take over a program in the NHL, how great Kennedy, would that be? Kennedy, yeah, uh, Sheldon Kennedy, yeah. Uh, yeah. How how perfect would that be for? you know, the NHL moving forward on, on this, you know, where that program could reach. Many if I'm Gary Batman, I'm, I'm on the phone 10 minutes after the Kyle beach. Yeah. You know, like you, you but you know, hopefully Batman is, I, 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 he needs to go. 
but I Sheldon Kennedy needs to be involved. Theo Fleury needs to be involved. Um, you know, as many people that have ex- experience in this, because uh, you know, a lot of the stories I've read here is is getting third party. Yeah, and and not and it goes back to what Lali said is keeping it in house. It's got to go third party. A program like this, you look at what what Brant Myers is doing with the substance abuse program. What um, you know. It's got to be outside the realm of the NHL umbrella. And you have to start bringing people in that have experience in dealing with this. And we've seen it in the past with organizations where the substance abuse program that the NHL has, other teams in their own organization have hired someone, you know, like down the road from us, uh, Brian McGratton runs the Calgary Flames program where he takes care of the minor kids, takes care of some of the pro guys where they can reach out to him. So you know, I, it maybe needs to some... be people that have experience in dealing with this kind Lama. of who yeah. have publicly come out and, and said, you know, and, and have, are dealing with this on a daily basis, because look, this ain't going well, just because third, we need, go ahead. I agree. We need third parties. Yeah. That hold people accountable. Yeah. And, 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 and obviously that, Wayne that, Simmons talked it. about that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I think what Wayne Simmons said the other day was, was 100% bang on. I don't know if anyone's gotten a hold of, that interview or those quotes, but, uh, you know, like that, that for him was, was, you know, was very powerful for, for what the game needs and, and, you know, where the change needs to happen. And I, and, you know, Lolly, do you, do you agree with that? You know, having Sheldon Kennedy, Theo Fleury, you know, even Kyle Beach, if, if that's another, if that's another thing, obviously he's still playing and he probably still wants to play, but maybe when he's retired and, and and moved on from you know his playing career does he help us yeah. you probably can even help us it, it, yeah. too so it's it, it is a tricky situation josh because like uh again uh respect to sean kennedy with what he's been able to do with his program because it takes a lot for a victim to do that right mm-hmm. very 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 few times you see victims actually do something from a negative and turn it to positive it doesn't happen a whole lot they just usually just drown in the sorrows right yeah. so it, it, it again that's kind of like again i've been a victim of racism growing up i relive certain things in my head same with them right they're victims of sexual assault they relive that every time they work they will relive that right when kyle's ready if he's ever going to be ready it's a big step right mm-hmm. i mean again there's programs that can help out the nhl 100 do i think you know theo sheldon are the right guys if they're ready to take that step 100 i think they're ready right but again, it's it, it it's a big like it's a big mental game for them as well, right? They're reliving what they went through every day with the work they do. Yeah. Right. And and it we saw taxing. what yeah. And I get saw. taxed. Like I it gets taxing for me to do what I do, right? Yeah. Like I I work on nothing positive in hockey, to be honest. Right. All it is is negative work that I do, but I try to push the kids to, you know, get to know one another. That's the positivity I'm trying to, you know, tell the kids. You should be proud of where you're from. Don't hide it be who you are and the game will eventually open up. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm slamming doors open for them. Right. I'm out here for them. Right. But a lot of the work that, you know, this entails with, you know, the sexual assault side and racism, it's a lot of negativity that you got to work with. It's not easy working in this space. Right. If they're ready, hundred percent third party should be the right way of doing it. Nothing internal from the NHL or the NHL or even the teams, to be honest, because yeah. I mean, there's, there's no accountability. Right. I, I fail to see the accountability. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's at all levels. Right. So third party is the way to go. For yeah. Sure. 
Now, Vandy, where do you think th- things stand with uh, Donald Fear with the NHLPA? Uh, you know, do you think, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of, well, this all got to him, but he didn't do anything to help. So they have uh, a vote coming up right away, don't they? Or I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, he's gone. He, yeah. uh, from all, all I've read, quotes some players, Bo Horvat had a, had some, unbelievable comments the trust is broken and once you break that trust with your leadership gotta go yeah gotta go and 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 bring schneider in whoever it is i think schneider's name has been out there and he's the he's as that pecking order is he's the one below uh donald fear so that would be there you go maybe that's the transition bring him in and and let's at the end of the day we had justin rothing chauffeur on here yeah you know, he spoke about how he got ostracized from Anaheim's organization, basically shuffled out of town. For speaking, you know, yeah. had a yeah, and and he tried <clears throat> to defend a lot of what was going on, and or or not defend. He tried to to combat what was going on, and it, you know, it, it's time. The world is changing ever so quickly. Five years ago, this incidents were happening. It's not going to fly nowadays. You can't, this can't happen. No. Sexually, racially, anything. It can't happen. It's unacceptable. Let's fix it. Make this game, which is the greatest fucking game on earth to play. Make it a global event and, 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 and let's, let's build this thing to what it can be. Yeah. And, and Clay, it's, Clay, it's not the greatest game. I don't agree with that. That's like I just said America. it's that's the like, greatest like game saying, to play. That, the greatest a, game yeah, to play. It's, okay. I didn't say it, it, it's it doesn't it's got its flaws. Yeah, a lot. But of it's flaws. the greatest game to play on earth. There is no other sport like it to play, and that's what I'm saying. But you turning a lot like I mean a lot of players don't even want to play the game because of the flaws in it. And Wayne Simmons even said. He doesn't even know if he wants to put his put his son into hockey. Yeah, but, because of what, right? It, it's it's that bad. Well, I, well, Lolly, I can't speak yeah. to to what you've experienced, but I can speak to how I've coached for over twenty five years, mm-hmm. and I've I have experiences in everything, you know, other than the way I coach and the way I teach my kids and develop our kids is not only on the ice, but they're going to be great humanitarians off the ice. They're going to be good humans off the ice. And I don't question that that at all. I don't question that. Right. It's just, we have experiences that are very different. Right. Um, I come from a very different background. Like my dad's an immigrant, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't come from hockey or ice. There's no ice in India. Right. So it's I come from a very different background. I come from very different experiences. And you see the passion when I talk and behind our organization, right? You see it in our work. Yeah. But when it comes to hockey, I do agree. The the feeling of playing the game, I love it. But the the flaws destroyed me. It destroyed me to a pulp. And I think it's destroyed quite a few people, right? And how are we gonna change the game 
I think, to be honest, and I told Josh this too, it starts at the top, right? It's not about the execs or whatever. It starts at the ownership level, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like the owners, if there's a different voice at the top, that's how you, right? That's how companies work, right? I did my MBA. Like, it's never been a, <laughs> there's, there's never been like a, you know, a first level employee changing the culture of the, the, the game. It, it, it's a top down process when you want to change culture. Yeah. And I think you need to have the owners buy into what's going on. Or to be honest, like, I mean, you got to get different ownership groups to come in, right? Diverse, diverse ownership groups. Because I'll tell you, the ownership groups are not very diverse ever, right? And that's why you see the problems that you see. And it sucks because the game doesn't grow properly. A guy like Connor McDavid is making $13 million a year. A guy like Steph Curry is making 53. Why is there such a big difference? It's because the game's not growing. It's not entertaining. It's so many flaws, right? People don't want to put their kids into hockey. They'll put them into basketball or like football or soccer because it's it's more welcoming. It's more fun, right? So how do you change the game? It starts at the top. It's never been a bottom-up bottom, bottom up process. What I do with Upton Hockey, it's, it's a tough road ahead, right? Until we get proper ownership. That's my two cents, right? So well, I, I, define I, I, proper ownership. What does that mean? Ownership that actually gives a shit, right? Ownership that they're lining with. I mean, if you really want to look at it, Ownership wants to make money. It's a business at the end of the day. I understand. Yeah. But don't you want to grow your business to a point where it's like the NBA or like the NFL, where you do get more, generate more income, right? How do you get there, right? You have to globalize the game. You have to get the right people in the game. And if you keep getting your executive level jobs to all this nepotism and just favors, it's never going to get to where it's going to go. It's just going to stay an old boys club and you get stupid shit like what happened, you know, in, um, sorry. Wait, I'm back. Sorry. Yep, no worries. Uh, I thought I, my wife, I gave up. But like, when you when you see when you like when and by stupid shit, I mean the racism, the nepotism, the favors that you see in the game. It's destroying the game, right? And ownership is not understanding this because the people running these organizations are former players, probably with no educational backgrounds. Right. Yeah, they're good at building teams, but there's more than just building a Stanley Cup winning team. You should be building a brand. You should be building, you know, the, the players themselves should be building their brands. Right. Ethnic minorities in the game should be building their brands. And the culture of silence just limitates everything. Right. So if an ownership, I'll give you an example, Clay. Um, Vivek Ranadive is the uh, owner of the Sacramento Kings. He's a uh, Mumbai based Indian businessman who made a bunch of money in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, he took the whole NBA team out to India. Why would he do that? And he did a, he did a, what is it? Um, he did an exhibition game against the Indiana Pacers. Would you think a white owner would ever do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the point of doing that? Well, like, yeah, he I mean, made the connection. Yeah. They wouldn't. Do you understand? So do you understand what I'm saying? If you have different ownership, you have different perspectives, different yeah. ways to globalize the game, right? You'll never see a white owner take the game take the NBA team out to India because he has no business being out there, right? But, but if but, you have the right ownership and the right vision, you can definitely go out there. You can globalize your game. You can create new fans. You can you can make the game more lovable, right? But the NHL is, ownership's doing that by going to China and, correct? And failing, failing miserably, in my opinion. Oh, well, how? Because again, because there's no connection. Is there any Chinese executives on any NHL team? I don't, I, I couldn't answer that. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I'm... You need, there you go. So you need to have diversity in your organization to have those connections to China, to India, to these big markets, if you really want to globalize your game. You understand? Yeah. Well, and I, I think they tried it. Obviously, COVID the last two years has been tough. So we'll see what yeah. we do after, you know, this season. But, you know, there's, you know, other organizations are doing it. The Leafs are... Yeah. The Leafs yeah. are one. Uh, they're trying it on their end. Uh, you know where you know they've hired a, a lot of people of color and they've hired a lot of women in their organization. Even Seattle has done the same. Yeah. Their organization. And you'll so. and you'll see how those two organizations grow their fan base, and hopefully it becomes more diverse. Yeah. More people tune in. People want to go to games. I went to a Maple Leafs game uh, a couple years ago. Going to a Maple Leafs game, going to a Raptor game is two different. It's just two different atmospheres. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I think our group of uh, we actually had um, hockey for youth. Mo Hasham actually runs a great program out in Toronto, and uh, sorry, Eastern Canada as well. And we had this group of uh, I think 10, 12 kids, and they were representing you know ten different countries. And they had just recently come to Canada, and this program gets new kids into hockey. We were at the Maple Leafs game, and I swear to God, that was probably the most diverse group of people in that whole building. You go to a you go to a Raptors game, you know you got the black community, Asian community, Jewish community, the South Asian community. Man, this is just a big mesh, and everybody is having a time, right? And how do you how do you create that in hockey? How can you take aspects of the NBA that have worked so well for them and implement it into a game that has been, in my opinion, so flawed in so many ways? Yeah, and and it's and it's not a sport that, you know. Parents are lining up to put their kids in, except for one demographic, right? Only one demographic, or sorry, one uh, ethnicity wants to be in the game of hockey, and that's fairly Caucasian, right? That's the problem. How do you get more interest? How do you generate more interest? You gain interest when you have, when you show diversity in your organization. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I think what Darnell Nurse has done on his platform, you know, his his connection with hockey equality, yeah. uh, you know, the contract he signed yeah. and and everything it's it yeah. there's a lot that goes there and everything from yeah. what you hear he gives yeah. back to, to, to the community a lot so you know i think there's role models to look up to you know i, yeah. I think I, I think you know pk suban's a great player in the nhl but i think what pk suban does when he's retired when he hangs up the skates what he's going to do after the game is going to go yeah. a very very far away you know that's a 100%. guy to me that guy to me you know, obviously, I'm not saying because the commercials and that you see and, and and whatnot, but he's the first you know player in the NHL in NHL history to have a million followers on Instagram, exactly. a million followers on Twitter. So there's no other player. He, Paul Bissonnette, like, Paul Bissonnette, I think has a million over. I think it's either Twitter or Facebook, but yeah. he's the next guy that has yeah. in that you know realm. And but, what's what? Know. So what's regardless of it, those two players and their ethnicities, what do they have? in like what do, what, giving, do, what, do they, what do they have that allows them to have over a million followers what do they have that well, it's, a vo- it's a voice right if people for and, per- and, and a personality yeah oh personality is huge 100 percent. yeah but it's a voice that a people can res- resonate with right it, and pk yeah. suban's going to resonate with you know a kid that's white he's going to resonate with a kid that's asian he's going to resonate a kid with that's you know african african american you know uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh you know so he's going to do that because i think you're already seeing him do it and and yeah. you know the owner of the new jersey devils loves him so maybe yeah. he's a part of that but i think pk suban you know i'm going to go out in the land yeah. and say it, but 
maybe he's the future commissioner of the of the NHL down the road. You know, like he's still young. Like I, I don't, I'm yeah. not saying next year he wants to hang up the skates, but yes, his contract comes to an end. But I think he still has, you know, uh, quite a few years, quite a few years left in him. But you it'd know, be I think- very yeah, Josh. It would be very interesting to see um, main people that you know make up the NHL and different organizations, but underneath the NHL with the teams. Yeah that lead organizations that are of, you know, of different color. It'd be very interesting to see. And yeah. obviously ownership. I'm more focused on chaining, uh, you know, pushing forward a South Asian investors group to buy an NHL team. Yeah. Because I know they would take it a whole different direction. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And you you and I've talked about the, that numerous times. It, it would times, be yeah. very different. Yeah. It would be awesome. Right. And like, and like, again, like Darnell, like how you talked about Darnell Nurse, right? Big shout out to uh, Anthony Stewart. We're doing the South Asian uh, summit in a couple of weeks in Toronto with some of the top South Asian kids. Um, again, initiatives like that bring people of color together yeah. and let them know you're not the only ones. No. There's others like you and this group that we're bringing out to Toronto and some of them for the GTA, these kids are literally going to be linked to each other throughout the rest of their hockey careers. Yeah. And, and, and the game's going to get better. I, I, I think yeah. the game's going to get better on that, on that part, you know, and, uh, you know, to can bring it back to the Kyle Beach uh, situation. You yeah. know, him him coming out and him speaking and you know giving a giving a voice for the people that didn't have a voice and, and yeah. you know letting people know that you know you can come out as a survivor and help out and and give back. And I think what he's yeah. going to do is going to go a very far way in yeah. not just hockey but in society. Uh, you know, because it that I'm sure that story is all over the place as it yeah. should be for helping people out to get, you know, the right solutions and, and, yeah. and all that. But, you know, people like Brad Ulrich should have never been in the game, you know, from, from the second he did what he did. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, in the jail time, as we talked about, is not severe enough. And I think that needs to fix across the board, you know, in the U S and Canada, yeah. you know, overseas, all that. So yeah. we'll, uh, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, like, I mean, the fallout of the Kyle Beach story, I hope everyone just takes a look at themselves in the mirror. And that goes from everyone that knew about it and just kept it, you know, kept it under wraps for 11 years. Yeah. Right. Regardless of who they are, I really hope they take a look at themselves, take a look at themselves in the mirror and be like, what kind of, what kind of moral, what kind of moral compass do I have? Yeah. And the next thing that might fall out of this is the unnamed player that made the race, the, the sexual comments and the, and the slurs and all that stuff yeah. to him. Cause I know yeah. he was getting bullied the next, the following training camp or something. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot, there's like a bunch of players that didn't even respond to the, to the, to the report as well. But, um, again, it was like 37, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, 37 of them that just didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, Again, I've been in those situations where, yeah, you start making fun of yourself for it, even though you know it's completely wrong. Yeah. And I've been a part of that, right? I've made fun of myself for being, you know, a terrorist, a packy in front of teammates because that's the culture, but that's not right. No. And what's happening with Kyle Beach and obviously the players that were around him, I really hope, you know, they really look at, you know, look at themselves. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the leadership group, whatever it was, in the room, I mean, clearly it wasn't a leadership group, right? It was a couple of players like Sopel and Boynton that actually had to step up. Yeah. Bets, right. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, it's it's going to be continue to be news along the way here. Um, so we want to uh, on our end too on our podcast and send our condolences and uh, yeah. our thoughts with uh, with Kyle Beach and his family is. You know, a significant other and all that. Uh, you know, then and anyone that's going through what they're going through. Uh, you know, we uh, empathize with you guys. We feel bad, and we uh, we hope better days are ahead. And uh, you know, see where the uh, what the outcome is here. Uh, you know, the next probably big news might be the settlement and how quick that happens for him and, yeah. and settlement for the uh, John Doe um, for the John Doe number two. So uh, yeah, and and all that. So. Um, before we, uh, before we finish up, we touch on some NHL news and notes, uh, the Jack Eichel trade Vandy thoughts on that, uh, shift gears to the NHL and some, some news there before we go, um, you know, what's your thoughts on that deal as it happened this early, early this morning, I Vegas got fleeced. I'm going to say it. They're going to miss Alex Tuck. They're going to miss Peyton Krebs in a couple of years. They're going to miss Alex Tuck more in the playoffs. They got a motor, anybody. Right? I, 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 and then, you know, talking to a friend of mine, who's a Calgary fan and, you know, listening to what they were offering and I'm just going, what in the, f- why yeah. to get what a 90 point guy when they got Mark Stone, like Pacioretty, yeah. you know, just but they get... just never had that number one center ever in yeah, that but... organization, right? So, <laughs> what have they done the last five, six years? Since oh, they've done good, the but maybe that's the reason why they haven't won. The that's co- not going to get them over the hump, though. You don't think so, eh? I, 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 no way. Yeah, no way. They're going to be in tough, no. depending how long these injuries. They got go. worse. Yeah, they got worse by getting Eichel. My opinion. Mm. I think they got the best player in the deal. I thought I, I was surprised. Of course they did. Yeah, but they got worse as a team. Yeah, one player isn't going to win you a Stanley. So Cup. we can't val- We won't be able to view this trade or really break this trade down. Maybe until you know three years from now. Probably is probably more or less the guess. Is that would that would yeah. you say that, uh, uh, Lolly? I think. Uh, well, I mean, I want to give one shout, a quick shout out, Josh. Yep. I always yep. uh, tell him every time he cuts my hair, he's like, "You never talk about me." So I'm gonna give uh, Khaled from Shadowfy. Okay, a yeah. Shout out, and I, and you know what? I think he would be able to talk a little bit better than me about this with Eichel's trade. But I think, um, you know, Eichel obviously, you know, second overall pick. You know, he's always compared to McDavid. Um, you obviously didn't have a good time out in Buffalo. I don't think it's. I think just year after year, the kind of the the, the management failed to you know put him put a good team around him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, obviously injuries take a part of that. He's a wicked player, though, right? I mean, we all know what he's capable of—at least a point a game player. Um, do I like play? I do. I do agree. Like, is the playoff grit there for him? Because he's never been there. And Alex Tuck is a playoff type player, right? So yeah, it, it's a kind of I don't know. Like, it's a lot of star power, right? Like, I mean, I guess the fandom, the jersey sales. You look at this as a revenue point. Like, I mean, his jersey sales are gonna look crazy in Vegas, oh, right? Yeah. And, and he's going to be one of those players that you come into Vegas to watch as well now, yeah. right? So there's just more, it's more than just the on-ice performance for him. It's a lot of other aspects, but I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, Vegas is a playoff-bound team, right? So we'll see what's happening with Eichel and how he kind of performs in the playoffs, right? I yeah. mean, I know he's got that neck injury, so I guess time will tell. But um, given, you know, Buffalo's situation, I know they kind of squander. And we always say that the order squander, you know, their draft picks you know, before 2015. 
And, um, but it's going to be great to see Eichel playing for a team he's pumped up for. Like he, he Instagrammed literally that same day, Vegas baby, which yeah. I found, which was pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. he's, he's really happy to be there. Media so minutes right maybe, now. Too. Maybe we'll see a different version of Eichel, right? Maybe like we'll see when, because again, playoffs is different, right? I mean, the Oilers went into the playoffs pretty, uh, pretty hot last year, right? And they got shut down because yeah. again, playoff hockey is different, right? I mean, the right players have to perform. Obviously, they performed and some underperformed, but I mean, everybody needs to elevate their game, yeah. right? Not just one player or a few players. So we'll see how, you know, Vegas does. But I think I go, the fact that he's happy to be there is a big part of that. And then we'll see how he performs out there. You know, obviously he's no Connor McDavid, but, you know, he's tied to him in that draft. And, you know, now he's in that division. So maybe it gives him a little bit more juice. Like he's never going to be better than Connor, but, you know, maybe it just gives him a little bit more juice. And, hey, maybe you learned a lot along this way, right? It's been a long yeah. road to get to where he got to today. It has. For that when trade. the hell is he yeah. playing again? Do we even know that? <laughs> he said he, his interview with Elliot, Elliot Friedman early this morning would be sometime after the, after the Olympics if they go to the Olympics. That's still, yeah. It's still, yeah. I don't know. Three Vegas, to six months. I think, I think he just, time. I think the deal. But he's doing it. He's doing a surgery that's never been done on an uh, NHL player that, before, right? So. I'm telling you, you're seeing the demise of the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Yeah, that I think they got three players left from their Stanley Cup run now after trading Tuck, right? So, like, so and, they've uh, uh, they've changed their roster. Even though, like, what the it. Flames are going to give up? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, well, I Brad, hope that was Brad just... wasn't going to give that up. Brad Tree Living was not going to give. Yeah, up. I hope that was just a dumb rumor because that was a lot. You know, unless yeah. a buddy a buddy texts me today who's a Flames fan, and he said. You know, maybe it's. I Vegas. believe what Kevin Weeks tweeted out, yes, but that's probably what he heard. But I don't. He's not getting that from the Flames organization because no, they, but it, that that organization doesn't let anything leak out. It, it's know. very tough. I've I, I, I felt that wrath on many occasions because I've had some stuff that I've tweeted out that you know that I probably uh, that I had was right, but they weren't happy with it. Anyway, but, I. I yeah. don't know. My, I've made my point. It's <laughs> Vegas is down the hill, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, a team that's up the hill, good transition. The Edmonton hey, anytime, Oilers. Only... You know what, Josh? Anytime uh, I've been to a couple of games down in Vegas against the Oilers, it's a great atmosphere. Like it's one of the most fun atmospheres in hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be even more fun going down to Oilers games. Now with this rivalry between Eichel and McDavid, yeah, it's it will be, be. I think it's good for the yeah. game and stuff like it that. It is good you know? for the game, you know. Yeah. So, and obviously those two teams are probably the best teams in this division as we speak right now. You know, obviously yeah. they're not off to the start. The Flames are off to a pretty decent start, but uh, you know we'll see how it goes. The Canucks are struggling, but uh, the Leafs are a wagon right now, and the Oilers are a wagon. So, Lolly, thoughts on uh, Vandy rolls his eyes? Hey, man, Leafs won four in a row, man. So, got to jump in when you can, right, yeah. man? So. Anyways, Lolly, thoughts on the Oilers' play so far? Uh, you know, a lot of talk about the easy schedule, but hey, they got to beat yeah. the teams that are in front of them. They don't make. The I think right. uh, just uh, I haven't been watching too many games. I went to the Calgary Flames game, watched some games here and there, but I think the pieces that they added over the summer are really helping out. Right? Yeah. I mean, Hyman's legit. Like, I mean, yeah. this kid is like he fits in perfectly. You know, on that line with McDavid and um, totally but overall, man, like yeah, like it's it's like everyone kind of elevated their game this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like a cheat code, right? Like, I mean, they're just they're 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 playing extremely well. Obviously, off to a hot hot start, right? But regardless of the regular season, 
The only thing that matters are the playoffs. So we'll see how this team can compete, raise its compete level, and how players, you know, the bottom six that kind of, or even as, yeah, like, I mean, players from last year's playoff run, like, I mean, the players that really didn't elevate their game, they're not here anymore. Yeah. That's, a, that, that, that's just the, the, the truth, right? So we'll see how they perform, obviously, in the playoffs. But hey, it's got the city buzzing, right? I mean, I, I can't say this enough. When the Oilers win, the city, you know, it, it's better to be in the city. Yeah. Right. Especially when, especially when those minus 30, minus 40 day, uh, the weather changes that bad. I mean, when you want, when you see the, the Oilers win that much, it's going to, you know, boost the morale of the city, which is great. Right? Yeah. Andy, uh, before we uh, head out here, you know, your thoughts on what you've seen so far for the Edmonton Oilers. We're getting secondary goaltending. We're getting the odd secondary scoring. We got a bottom six that can play and watching the coaching staff <laughs> utilize the, the bench a little more than they were prior. You know, I think Tippett's starting to realize when, where, how to use 29 and 97 together. You know, you don't need to play them 18 minutes a game together. You can split them up and you get that two-headed sword. And look, at the end of the day, let's not uh, take away from what Ryan Nugent Hopkins is becoming, which is an elite, an elite two-way centerman, two-way hockey, two-way hockey player. Zero goals on the year, though. Zero goals. It doesn't. I don't care. Leading the league in assists, though. I think. Yeah. Listen, what, what? I'm teaching my U11s how to backtrack, and 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 I'm. Kids nowadays are all about the video and the phone, and I'm showing them what Ryan Nugent Hopkins does, and his tenaciousness on pucks is like it. It uh, Ryan, like I say, Nugent Hopkins to me. Obviously, we got two of the best players in the world, but Nuge is just unbelievable compliment. Let's hope they can continue it. But like Lolly said, let what have you done for me lately in the playoffs? So let's see what they do. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll finish up on that. Uh, we got a, uh, our 100th episode coming up here pretty quick. So stay tuned for that. Um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate everyone tuning in and, you know, Lolly, any guys, any big news on your end before that you go, anything to plug yeah. uh, website wise, Instagram wise, uh, where can people get um, it? Yeah. Just on Instagram, you can uh, follow us, uh, my co-founder, Dan Pibar, won the uh, 2020 Nash, uh, sorry, Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award uh, with all the work that we've been doing with Upna Hockey over the last four, four and a half years. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, but our most active one is probably Instagram with all the posts. Uh, but yeah, it's just at APNA Hockey, and that's about it. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, stay tuned, uh, and we hope everyone has a great weekend. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. The Two Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Use promo code Two Muts at checkout to get twenty percent off your order. You can get the Lawnmower three and you can also get the Weed Whacker. Your balls will thank you.